We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So down the stretch, so was Grimes. Randall doing his thing. RJ, a collective effort by these Knicks tonight. And there's three tenths of a second remaining. There's the inbound, and that's it. Tom Thibodeau back in Chicago with, again, such a gritty win. As Brunson, 30 points, seven assists, a huge three. Quentin Grimes, meanwhile, with 14 points, including four three-pointers. But a huge one here in overtime. Julius Randle had another 31-point game as the Knicks get the victory against the Chicago Bulls, and these two teams will have to do it again. Oof. Man. That was interesting. Um, oh, boy. What a funny sport. Sports are funny, aren't they? Aren't sports funny? I think sports are funny. Um, the Knicks win. Uh, I don't even know what the final score was. Uh, it was not close. Um, they ended up winning, going away in a game that was basically a nail biter from the 10 minute mark of the fourth quarter until, uh, I guess Jalen Brunson snatched Alex Caruso's soul with a step back three pointer. That was the final nail in the coffin. Final score, 128, 120 Knicks over Chicago, um, in Chicago, um, for their fifth straight win. Um, I see a few people on Twitter uh, responding to my tweet that I just sent out uh, missing the the operative phrase. The second longest second, not the longest second longest winning streak the Knicks have had since the 2013 14 season. Um, they won. I forget how many games they won down the stretch of that year. It was more than more than five, I think. But uh, since then, since the end of that year, they've had several four game winning streaks, including last season. Um, but the only one they've had that's longer than four was the nine straight in the we here season. Well, we're up to five. So that's something um, when you have the second longest winning streak that your franchise has accomplished in the last eight plus seasons. I think it means you're doing something right, I think. And yet and yet there's a big butt, big old fat butt um, coming down the stretch of that game. The last three minutes, basically, we were, I mean, shout out to anybody here watching who was watching also uh, one of our patrons, patron, patrons watching on playback, um, ready to pull our hair out and ready. I mean, gee, if they had lost this game, 
if let's say, you know, and credit to Julius Randle, it was a nice contest on the final attempt in regulation, although I don't know if the pass was thrown accurately to Patrick Williams. But, like, let's say that Patrick Williams basket goes down and the Knicks lose this thing in regulation. I would have been on here, oh, my God, absolutely losing my shit. We would have gotten to the Super Chats, and and I expect there still to be some Super Chats of this nature. Don't get me wrong. Um you know, back to fire the coach, trade Randall, um, the whole thing, you know, break it all down. It's all broken, this and that. And yet now we sit here five in a row, 15 and 13. I mean, I think by any metric, by any metric, even if you had said to me, the Knicks were going to um, face some teams that had some players out, uh, over the first, you know, third of the season. I, I feel pretty comfortable sitting here and saying by any metric, if you'd have told me that after 28 games, the Knicks would be 15 and 13, I would have been like, okay, where do I, where do I sign up for that? Um, just because it was a really tough start to the season in terms of the slate of games. And to think that we were at multiple crisis points, right? I mean, it felt like there was a minor crisis point after the first Hawks game. There was definitely a crisis point within the organization after the Thunder game at home. And there was certainly felt like, to me at least, a week and a half ago, there was a crisis point after the Mavs game. Three crisis points in the first third of a season, and now we're sitting here and we're talking about a team that has won five in a row. And as I sit here right now, as I as I live and breathe, is... Still a half game up for sixth place in the Eastern Conference. Half a game back of the Philadelphia 76ers, who, um, you know, they're going through it. They're they're not perfect. A game and a half back of the Nets. Two games back of the Cleveland Cavaliers in third place. I mean, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. And yet, <laughs> you look at what happened down the stretch, and it's like, my God. This is the most maddening team on the face of the fucking earth. Why do they do this to us? Why do we let them do this to us? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any answers to these questions. If I did, I don't know. I'd probably, I I was about to say, if I did, I'd be a rich man. I'd I'd still probably be in the same situation. Um, Let's try to talk about this. Um, We'll get to a lot of it in the super chats. I'm going to start with Jalen Brunson. Um, I expect after how he looked, in this game, the conversation tonight will not really be much about like how could they let him play and the decision making process behind that. So I'm not even going to address it right now. I'll see if it comes up in the, the super chats. In short, I didn't have an issue with him playing. Um, but my point that I made right before the game started was like it just for me, and this is not like a intellectual thought, this is more like from my gut as a sports fan thought. So Throw logic out the window for a second, if you will. Um, I miss the days of, like, your guy that you love on your team, the, the the gamer, right? The guy who's, like, not on his watch today. If he can drag his body out there on the court, he's going to drag his body out there on the court. I miss the days when, like, that dude is hurt, and he goes out there, and he plays against all odds and performs. And you could just feel great about it. 
and you don't have to worry about, well, is he worsening the injury? Should he have sat out? Again, this is not a logical take. There's nothing logical about it. But I miss those days. And I, for one, was like, when Brunson was going to, before the game, found out he's going to give it a go. I'm like, fuck yes. Fuck yes, he's going to give it a go. Because he's Jalen Brunson, and that's what he does. And that's why, if this team is lucky enough to keep winning games and gets an all-star, he's the all-star. And there's no question about it. One of the many reasons why he's the all-star. Finished this game with 30 points on 21 shots. Somehow, just magic. Um, in the overtime with the step back three, uh, the, the, he had another big bucket in overtime Had some big baskets in the fourth quarter. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go to Ju- Julius next. Cause I want to end on a positive note. Unfortunately, not enough opportunities to get big baskets in the fourth quarter. And that is because, and I'm going to start by giving him a compliment. Julius Randall started off this game. Like the guy who was nominated for Eastern conference player of the week last week. He was awesome. 15 points in the first quarter. Um, he ended up with a lot. I mean, his, his line was amazing. 31 points on 19 shots, 13 rebounds, seven assists. Um, I, I'm going to guess he had two or three turnovers. Oops. Six turnovers. Sorry. I was trying to be kind. Um, he is who he is. And the reason why there is still a conversation about, Hey, if someone's willing to give you a real thing, some real stuff, a real package for this guy, do you do it? The reason why there's still as much as much fun as this has been and as great as 15 and 13 is, why there's still going to be a lot of Knicks fans. And I bet you still some people in the front office who are at least going to at least going to think about such a deal is because you get the highs of Julius Randle and you get the lows of Julius Randle. And I, I, I'm going to transfer the conversation momentarily for Tibbs because Tibbs has to own this too. Down the stretch of the, of the game, when clearly Brunson is your best option, when pretty clearly like one-on-one with Alex Caruso, that's not a matchup advantage. And I don't know what the fuck the Knicks have been looking at for the last two years that to figure out that this isn't a matchup advantage. It's not a matchup advantage. And that's on the coach and that's on the player. And I don't know who I want to place more blame on. Is it 80-20 one way, 80-20 the under, other way? Are you more like 60-40, 50-50, whatever? That can't be your offense down the stretch. And Julius Randle did some wonderful things in this game. He played out of his mind in the first half. Things got a little sloggy in the second quarter. But, you know, hit some big baskets in the second half as well. Um, you cannot revert to that because we've seen that story before. and. For it to devolve into that final possession, which is one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen to end a basketball game on in regulation. Like, if they had lost that game after that final possession of regulation and people wanted to come on here and be like, fire the coach. How the fuck do you allow that to happen as the last possession of regulation? I would have been like, you know what? Fine. Because he has to, like, and Julius is out there on the perimeter waving guys off, waving guys off, shaking his head. And that's why I, I do want to put this on Julius, too. Because, like, when you're that size personality and when you when you have that outsized influence in your organization, like, I'm not saying Tibbs gets a pass because he doesn't. But, I, you know, Julius wanted the rock down the stretch, clearly. 
and he's shaking guys off and he's waving guys off. Like, what do you do with that? I, I, I don't, I don't envy it because again, the guys are playing out of his mind, but again, it just comes back to, this is who this player is. You have to take the bad with the good. And there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. And it's crazy that I'm sitting here saying that. And I thought his defense was awesome tonight. Really good. His defense has been great for a few games now. If that's the version of Julius Randle, where it's all the good off, and it's just, it was just crazy because Brunson had to go, and it's very, we've seen it before earlier this season. Put the ball in Brunson's hands down the stretch. Let Julius be your guy for three and a half quarters, last five minutes. It's Brunson time. And it was eventually in overtime. And guess what? They won the game. It's just maddening. Um, it's just maddening. It's unfortunate that we still have to talk about these things because they're like, they're so close to being a team that we could just feel fucking good about. And then they have these moments where you're like, what are you doing? And it makes us question everything. It makes us question the, the Randall. It makes us question the coach. It makes us question the front office for, you know, the fact that they're, they're you know, they're still riding with him. But at the end of the day, 15 and 13 is 15 and 13. And with their talent, that's an accomplishment. And um, five in a row is five in a row. Um, before I get to uh, the Super Chats, um, a lot of other guys we'll talk about, and I'm sure they'll come up through the night. But the only two I want to talk about ahead of the, the rest of the the post game, uh, Quentin Grimes and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, I'll start with Mitch. I thought he had an up and down game at times. Um, struggled at moments with with Vooch. Vooch is a beast. He's just a beast. He might be the he's as good a low post scorer as there is. Um so I'm not even, but I felt there were, there were some some moments where he could have been a little bit more aggressive. I thought he made up for it because the good Mitch tonight more than outweighed the iffy Mitch tonight. And uh, they don't win this game without Mitchell Robinson night and day with Isaiah Hardenstein, who just got pushed around like a rag doll. Um, unfortunate performance from Isaiah Hardenstein tonight. And then Quentin Grimes. Uh, final line, 14 points. Five of eight from the field, four of seven from three, including one, two, three massive threes down the stretch of this game. Two in the fourth quarter, one in overtime, uh, five rebounds, couple assists. Just fills up the stat sheet. Uh, coincidence that that dude was a plus 14 in 37 minutes in a game that they won by eight? Nope. Not even a little bit. He is the glue that holds it all together. It's not a coincidence that this team turned their season around when he um, and Mitch got back into the starting lineup together. Uh, I don't, I'm not I'm not putting a ceiling on that dude. I think we're just seeing him scratch the surface because he's going to shoot it, he's going to defend it, and he's not going to do anything that's going to hurt your team ever. Um, I, I could not love a player more than I love Quentin Grimes. Um, Nice performances from Deuce. Uh, quickly, I, I do need quickly to, to start shooting it a little bit. Uh, two straight games of four for 11. Tonight, he was four for 10. Um, you know, one of four from deep. Still something off there offensively. thought Sims had a couple nice minutes. I thought RJ had a really nice game, played within himself. Um, you know, him, him, he had some nice possessions against the Rosen. That's not a great matchup for him. He, he shouldn't be tasked with that. But I thought he had an okay game. And that's it. We've gone through everybody. Um, five in a row, man. This I said it before. I'll say it again. One, getting too old for this shit. And two, this fucking team. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we start as we always do with a reminder from our good friends at 
WinBet. Download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. I believe the Bulls were favored in this game. I think they were two-point favorites. I keep I keep saying it offhandedly. I hope, I hope people are listening to me. Start taking the Knicks. Take the money line. Take the take the spread. I mean, this team's in a good place right now. Um, I don't know if they're going to take back-to-back from Chicago in Chicago. That would, boy, that would be something. Um, but we'll see. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Win $100. Download. Bet. Win. All righty. Um, we start off this live stream uh, with a super chat that was from the end of Jeremy Cohen's special cream episode from last night. And it's from Jessica, um, our wonderful moderator for our Discord for all of our patrons. She didn't get this question answered, and I wanted to start off the live stream with this today because there was a trade report that came out in the middle of this game. And Jessica's question, should we expect anything on the 16th or 17th? And if so, what? Asking about trades. So for anybody who missed it, and this is a big story in the midst of a big game, um, Jake Fisher, now of Yahoo, came out with a story at halftime in which he said um, a lot of what Fred Katz has been saying for The Athletic, which is that the Knicks have been talking trades involving um, Evan Fournier, um, Derek Rose, Quentin Grimes, or not Quentin Grimes, Jesus, not Quentin Grimes, Derek Rose, uh, Cam Reddish, and Emmanuel Quickly. And... I think Fred added a lot of great context to the quickly trade talk. They're not looking to give quickly away at this point. I'm not even convinced that they are going to, that they're going to trade quickly. I think it's just about, they have a, they have something in their mind about what they, what they want, but his name came up again, in addition to three guys who are currently out of the rotation. And there was a mention of, uh, Cam and Fournier being on LA's LA's radar. Um, you know, Cam and his reps trying to get Cam to a different setting. And then there was also a mention of uh, Eric Gordon as someone the Knicks had kicked the tires on perhaps before the aggregation deadline on December 9th, um, which makes sense. I read it in the context of like the Knicks were trying to see if they could get him for something other than a first round pick. So like Fournier, Cam and like a second for Gordon. So you, you, you use Cam and a second to dump Fournier, but also pick up a player who's going to help your team. Um you know, but it seems like the Rockets are going to hang on to Gordon for a while. To answer your question, Jessica, do I think they're going to make a trade right at the start of trade season, like in the next day or so? I'd bet against it only because those trades rarely happen. Like we've seen very few trades this early. Now, the Knicks like to get their work done early, but do is it, it, just, is it just a matter of like they have a trade lined up with the Lakers? you know, for, for Pat Beverly, who can't be traded, um, I think before, you know, December 15th. And that's why they're, they're holding off. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like December 15th, a lot of, lot of new deals get discussed because so many guys go on the market. I could see before January 1st, I could see before January 1st. I, but I feel like, the next couple days would be a little soon. I could be wrong, but I don't, from, from what I've heard and from what I'm, everything that has been reported, I don't get the sense that we're going to get one that soon. Could be wrong. We'll see. Um, okay. And uh, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on some trades, uh, some more throughout the rest of the, the post game. 
Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? Want to let you in on a little secret. Just because I live in the Big Apple doesn't mean I don't love following all the different NBA storylines. Can the Warriors win another one? Who's the MVP frontrunner? What's Frank Nilakina up to? Following these storylines and watching out-of-market games used to be a big pain because they don't always show the games I want in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Sign up and use NBA League Pass and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. And even when I'm not watching Hoop, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available on other countries' libraries. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Don't hesitate. Use this special link today and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash filmschool. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S VPN.com slash film school 
for three months free. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What's up, Knicks fans? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef crafted dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle plus with 34 meals per week including gourmet plus keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and more than 36 weekly add-ons you'll have plenty of nutritious flavorful options to choose from my holidays are jam-packed luckily factors fresh never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when i'm on the go Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal gourmet plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easy when things get hectic during the holidays factor is flexible change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime even better factors no prep no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so i can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen not only does factor offer fast simple solutions when i get too busy to cook they also help me stay on top of my goals with offerings like protein plus and keto i can stay on track this is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays Knicks fans factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful nutritious eats in addition to ready to eat meals they have cold pressed juices smoothies energy bites extra protein veggie sides and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times don't hesitate head to go.factor75.com slash film school 60 and use promo code film school 60 to get 60 percent off your first box that's code film school 60 at go.factor75.com slash film school 60 to get 60 percent off your first box. But let's get to it with our first comment. Thank you for the contribution. Danny K. Brunson jersey purchased. What grit by this team, and he is the leader. Hashtag enjoy the wins. I Again, I, th- there's a part of me that, like, I, I talk to fans who hate on the wins because they feel like, oh, it's just going to elongate the leash on whether it's the front office or Tibbs, you know, not going to trade Randall, whatever. I, 
how do you not love this? I, I just, they've won five in a row. Like it's something, <laughs> it's something that they've, they've literally done once in the last eight plus years, you know? Um, this is great. And in regards to Jalen Brunson, he's like Julius Randle had the season he had two years ago, and that was very special. And he deserved the second team all NBA. He deserved the eighth place MVP finish. He deserved all the accolades he got. But, you know, and like before that, there was Melo, and Melo made all NBA teams and all star teams here and, and the whole thing. I feel like I haven't gotten to root for a guy like Jalen Brunson since, man, it's been a while. You know, I'm not, you know, he's a different type of player than like Sprewell, right? Um, they haven't had a guy like this in a while. I, you know it when you see it, if, you watch, if you've been watching basketball for a while. And it's great to have him on our team. I love the dude. I I just love rooting for him. So good good comment to start us off, Danny. Um, Hannibal Miles, ankle breakers. Randall playing some defense. Yes, he did. Russ gave us some calls tonight. I thought they gave the Bulls a couple calls too. Um, I, I thought the refereeing was I, it was not great. Um, but whatever. Uh, what's going on? Still have to figure out how to execute last second plays. Well, again, that's that's on the the, the player and the coach in some in some order. Um, oh, Andrew texted me eight straight in 2014. That was the the 2013-14 season. At the end of that, that was the when Woody was trying to save his job and he could not because Phil Jackson moved on from him in favor of one Derek Fisher. Um, good job by you, Phil. Anyway, so yeah, long second longest uh, winning streak since that eight straight. Thank you, Andrew, for that. Um, and thank you, Hannibal. Um, next up, Danny Gardner. What's going on, Danny? So relieved they won that game. Otherwise, I would have been furious. You, you and me both. Julius Randle reversion was troubling with five in a row is five in a row. Brunson, Grimes, RJ, all all had really nice moments of late. Like, they they have a team. Like, you were always going to have the conversation about, you know, the star and what star is it and how do they get the star and what do they give up for the star and the whole thing. But, like, we keep saying it. it's been several straight games. We keep saying you have an outline of a team now, a real team, where you have Brunson leading the show. You have you have Randall as like your your main guy, like your guy who who is the most. I mean, Brunson's the most skilled offensive player, but like kind of your battering ram. Your they still, I think they still are figuring out like what the ideal role for Randall is with Brunson and in this offense. So like that's coming, but like you can kind of see a vague outline of it. Even RJ, you know, RJ last 10, 11 games, like starting to figure it out, starting to figure out. Okay, I'm the third guy. I get it. I'm the third guy in the offense but I'm going to have my moments and I need to make the most of those moments. And it doesn't mean I always have to shoot it, but he's the third guy. He puts the ball on the floor. He gets to make plays because here's the thing. Other than those top three, like no one else is really is like doing a whole lot on offense. It's just, it's very quick read react, like not elongating, you know, not an extended period of time with the ball in their hands quickly. is like the one exception to that quickly. is like the fourth guy. Um, 
which is why it hurts where his offense is still like kind of a little iffy right now for whatever reason. So, but I like that structure where Brunson, Randall, RJ quickly, like that's your offense. Um, and then you have these supporting players who do their roles and do them really well. Hartenstein's not in his ideal role, but like Mitch Grimes, Deuce, it's all good stuff. You know, you just have to upgrade the top end talent and then you're, you're, you know, I think you're right there. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate that. Um, Andrew Palladino, huge win. I'll forgive Tibbs and Randall for the end of the fourth quarter. I kept yelling at my TV, give the ball to Brunson. I mean, it was like, it was right there for you. It's so fucking obvious that that should have been the way they went down the stretch. You know, but I you look, I hope they learn and they grow from this. Well, they recognize what happened. And like, maybe this is a, a an additional thing that gets Julius to be like, I, I need to. I need to recognize like there are moments when it's not going to be me. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm happy they get to learn off a, a win, though. Uh, Tibbs listening overtime and got the job done. Quentin Grimes is a star when the three is falling. Solid RJ and Mitch games. Yeah. Quentin, Quentin Grimes, be a star in your role. You want to talk about three and D role players, star, like stars in that role? That's, I mean, we're, we're watching a guy who, if this is the defense and this is the decision making and this is the finishing when he attacks closeouts and this is the three point shooting, I mean, that's, you know, that's a, I mean, with the cap going up, it's at least a $15 million a year player. And I feel like that's selling him short. Like this is the guy that everybody in the league wants. Everybody in the league wants this guy. Everybody needs this guy. Cause he plays 30 minutes for any team in the league, you know? Um, thanks, Andrew. Uh, Christian Cruz, Quentin Grimes. That's all folks. Giddy up. I love it. I love short and sweet. Thank you, Christian. Um, forgotten NYC. Death by a thousand Julius Isos, LOL. Awesome win despite that. Would we have it any other way? Right? Would we have it any other way other than how it was? Like, this is absolutely just the way that we would have to have it. Can't be easy. When can it be easy? Madness. Uh, Stevens Guillaume, easily the worst officiated game of the season. Okay, that's a take. I don't, I don't know. Is it? With that being said, five wins in a row, giddy up. Definitely here for the giddy up. That's for sure. Um, thank you, Stevens. Uh, trying my best. What's going on? Trying my best. Can you explain that play call at the end of regulation? No, I cannot. Here, here's what I... Well, let me finish reading the comment. Julius, 20 seconds, no dribbles, and takes a bad contested shot. Is that Tibbs call? Why not Brunson? So here's what I saw. I saw Julius Randle get the ball top of the arc. Um, he, it's clear that they, well, no, it's not clear. We saw him vigorously, vigorously shake off guys who were coming to set the screen. I don't know what that means because if there were guys that were coming to set the screen, that means that in the timeout that preceded that play, they called for a screen. 
And then Julius gets to the game and he shakes off the screen. Um, and then he took the shot that he did. So I he's he clearly didn't listen to whatever the play call was, but who is that? I mean, if you're a coach and you are like, okay, so and so you're gonna screen for Julius and then you know Julius is gonna get the switch and then whatever. Like, was there like you, you leave it in the player's hands to ultimately make the final decision of do I take the shot or do I kick it out? That's on the player. And that's on the coach to set up the 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 the, the kick out opportunity, which Grimes was there. He was waiting for the ball the whole time. You could see him waiting for it. Um Worldwide Wild tweeted out a, a the clip of it. So that's on the player. I, I yeah, but so I again I I, I you want to put the blame where you want. I'm happy with wherever you want to put it. I, I don't really have a great answer. I'm sorry. Um, but both of them got to own that. Thanks for the question. Ryan Huang. What's going on, Ryan? Hashtag JB is him. All-star game campaign begins. Yes, this was the moment I think he needed. I think he needed this game. I think he needed this moment down the stretch um, where it was kind of a signature Brunson ending, signature Brunson shot. We'll see if they're good enough. I, But I will tell you right now, if they're only getting one, it's got to be him. It's got to be him. And anybody who's watched all the games knows it has to be him. Uh, Julius is not a leader, and he can't succeed without acting like he is the MC. Please get him off my team, in parentheses, for assets. You know, it's, it's a little harsh. Um, he's not the guy you want to be taking your cues from because he's so volatile. He's not the guy you want running your late, you know, going your, your, your late game offense through him. Cause that doesn't work. Um, you know, and it, it, it's just tough here because he, the, the dude was an MVP candidate for this team. And I think it's still really tough. I have to think it's tough for him to accept. Like I am very clearly the number two now in terms of the real pecking order, the thing what I would think would give him some solace and maybe a way that it could work. And I'm just to be very, very clear. I'm clear with, I'm with you. I, I think if there's a good trade for him, you trade him, but like, he's still the leading scorer on the team. He still leads them in scoring most nights. He's still getting up a ton of shots. He's still putting up these crazy stat lines where, you know, 30, 15 and five, like, but you just got to know when to see the moment and control. And that's probably really tough to do. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm never played professional sports, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's frustrating though. It's frustrating. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Harry donor. What's going on, Harry? Always good to hear from you. Great win. Feels like these teams with big wins are going to give us problems. Big wings. Excuse me are going to give us problems since our best wing defenders are kind of shrimps. So again, I, I, I love to steal from Benji Ritholtz because he has so many great points and um, I could just steal them all, but I, I just have to give him credit. Um, so Benji um, made the point. I think it was like months ago. I may have been during summer league for all I know, but he's made it again and he made it tonight. Grimes is like two inches away from being, I mean, I don't know, one of the best five defenders in the league. Now, maybe maybe he gets to that point, you know, where he can overcome 
the fact that he is what is he six five um but like you know six five is six five doesn't have a crazy long wingspan um makes up for it with impeccable technique and effort and the whole thing um you know he's pretty athletic athletic enough you know but like he is still that size and that is your best wing defender right so if that's your best wing defender now in a perfect world (laughs) You'd have RJ giving you some high-level wing defense, but you know that's that's just not going to be RJ's bag. Not this season, at least. Maybe he loses some weight in the offseason and kind of really works on movement on the defensive end and all those sorts of things, you know. And then you go down the line and like quickly has the insane wingspan, but he's not big. And Deuce, pound for pound, best defender on the team, maybe, but he's small. So yeah, that's a good comment. Um, and it's one that I am sure the front office uh, knows that they, in a perfect world, will have to address at some point. Uh, thanks, Harry. Dom to dentist. I hated the offense this game. The Julius top of the key stuff was brutal to watch possession after possession. JB, Quentin Grimes, JB, Quentin Grimes, JB, Quentin Grimes. So here's the thing. Like, we've seen Julius offense this season that has mostly been really good process in the first half of this game. He scored multiple times off of cuts, you know, like as an off ball threat. Um, And whether it was Brunson found him or whatever, like it, even, even the play where it ended up being a turnover or a block at the rim where like, you know, they, they, got it to Julius in the, in the top of the key. And then, you know, like Caruso tripped up cause he was trying to get the steal and Julius like went straight to the basket and tried to finish there. Like I, I hated that play, but even that I could like, there's a defense for that. Cause you're getting an attempt at the rim. It's not all bad is the point. The most of the end of the regulation was awful and was awful process, awful results, awful everything. Now, I think you're being a little bit harsh to say that you hated the offense in a game in which the Knicks scored 128 points. I get it was overtime, but like 128 points is pretty good, you know, and most of that was just really good. I think they run their offense pretty, pretty smartly. I think they've gone away from the ISO Julius stuff and the Manning Julius stuff tonight. We just got a little bit too much of a glimpse of it, unfortunately, but thanks uh, for that, Tom. Uh, Greg Moran, thank you for the contribution. Appreciate it. Appreciate all the generosity tonight. Appreciate everybody watching, um, chiming in, the whole thing. Ran the offense through J- uh, Jalen Brunson and had Grimes on DeRozan all of over t- overtime. That should have been the whole way down the stretch, but a dub on the road is a dub on the road. Launched last year's Julius Ball into the sun. Yeah, I, you know, Yes, with Jalen Brunson, we've talked about that a lot. As far as Grimes on DeRozan, like, I got to tell you, when RJ fouled out of the game, RJ had a nice game, and I thought he tried really hard on defense. He had some some nice moments on defense. When he fouled out of the game, I was like, maybe that's for the best. Like, I don't want him on DeRozan to end this game. And look, DeRozan got Grimes, right? He got Grimes. He shot over him on that little mid-ranger. I think he may have gotten him on one other uh, possession either in overtime or down the stretch, but like Grimes just makes everything so freaking hard and he's probably not going to foul you. And that's like one of the early season numbers that was so troubling. And I haven't checked it in a little while, but like 
the free throw rate for opposing teams when RJ's in the game, early in the season at least, skyrocketed. RJ fouls a lot. Um, so Grimes, you feel a little bit more more comfortable. Um, you know, and I want to and I'll say there, there were a couple questionable calls there that RJ got called on. So to, to be fair. Thanks, Greg. Um, Juvenon, what's going on, Juvenon? If you're a scout for another team, pick any of the 30 and you watch that game, how do you evaluate Julius Randle as a player? Not how we view him. I'm just curious because, wow. Um, So I think the implication of this comment, I think, is that we're being too hard on Randle. And that is fair from this perspective. If you're a scout for another team and you're watching this guy and you're watching him, you're like, holy shit. When this guy gets going and he's used properly, he's one of the most unstoppable offensive players in the sport. And when he's trying on defense, like, really doesn't take a ton off the table. Um, like a guy that size who could make some tough shots and who could move the ball and move with the ball and make the right, you know, like all the things, right? Like it's, you're, 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 you're looking at it and you're like, what could we do with that? The, the only pushback I will give to this comment is that, oh, wait, no, Junon saying the opposite. He meant the opposite. Okay. Well, I'll be, I'm going to finish my point. And this, I think, goes to your point. If you're watching him down the stretch and you're looking at it and you're like, this guy doesn't get it. If you're a scout for an opposing team, what makes you think he's going to get it on your team? You know? Um, And it's tough because, like, he does make really tough shots and he is a really strong offensive player. But above the neck... It's like, it's not there. Like, I, I I can't kill the guy too much because he was, like, he's he's an all-star offensive player when he's going right. There's no doubt about it. But how often is he going to go right? How often is it going to go right for him? I don't know. Um, Here, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at Andrew's help me out here. So, yeah, you, I don't, I don't. I think another team would trade for him if they thought they could fit him into their offense. I don't think he's an automatic, like he's going to disrupt our entire offense guy. I don't think. I still think the team that trades for him is probably going to be a little bit desperate where to the point where they're like, he might disrupt our offense, but we got to take the risk. You know, I get what you're saying though. I get what you're saying though. Demanding player, frustrating player. Um, Dan Hidalgo, drafting Grimes uh, is the kind of lucky break the Knicks just never get. He changes the outlook of this team dramatically for years to come. Huh? That's a that's pretty lofty praise. I don't, I mean I'm the highest guy on Quentin Grimes this side of Kevin Danishevsky, and I don't even know if I could say that he changes the outlook for them. Um, guys who change how you run your offense, I think change the outlook for a franchise and Grimes isn't that, you know, um, but he gives them a core piece. I think 
I think I get why they didn't want to include him in the Mitchell deal if they had their druthers. Um, I love him. I can't wait to watch more of him. But I, I don't know if I could go that far, but I appreciate that sentiment. I really do, Dan. And they nailed the pick. Let's just be very clear about that. They absolutely nailed the pick. If you, if you had a redraft of that draft, I think Quentin Grimes goes in the top 10. For sure. Dale, what's going on, Dale? Game probably doesn't go to overtime if Julius passes to Grimes again on that drive where he got stuffed. Yeah, very fair. That was the right play. That was the right play. No disagreement. Hushu. Brunson is so cold. Oh, my God. I don't like Leon, but I'll thank him and his thousand different connections to get Brunson. He only needed one connection to get to get Brunson, man. Um, You know, this is this is. It's it's his connection. <laughs> it's with the dad. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. Randall did OK, but trade him. Hashtag trade 30. A lot of people would want to trade Randall after this game. I don't blame him. But team changes a lot if you trade Julius Randle, especially with Obi out. Just to be very clear about that. Cares Kevin Danishevsky. What an overtime for Jalen Brunson. I hope that is the moment where the team finally gets that he is the guy down the stretch. Amen to that. Um, Grimes is so fucking good on both ends. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. They struck gold there. No, it's so nice that with Quentin Grimes... We don't have to talk about like, oh, the Knicks could have drafted this other player. We don't have to. We literally do not have to talk about that with Quentin Grimes. He's the guy. You know, no, like, ah, Quickly's great, but Desmond Bain. You know, ah, we like Obi, but Tyrese Halliburton. No, none of that. Quentin Grimes. Thanks, Kev. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.